One of the most famous interactions in the Torah is found in this week's Parsha. Yaakov and Esav finally meet up after so many years apart, and Yaakov had sent Esav gifts to appease him. And they start playing the old Jewish game of who should take the gift. You take it. No, you take it. I still have a very clear memory of my mom arguing with my great aunt Anita over who should keep a $5 bill. Now, I have no idea who it even belonged to in the first place, but I remember them just pushing it back into each other's hands and getting very animated. Finally, my mom agreed to take it and then just hid it in my great aunt's purse. So Yaakov and Esav are playing this game and something profound emerges. Yaakov famously says, I don't need the flock because yesh li rav. I already have so much. I don't need it. You take it. A nice gesture. And Yaakov one-ups him. And he says, yesh li kol. I don't need it because I have everything I need. Anything that I'm supposed to have, Hashem has already given me. What a response. Wow. What an outlook on life. Profound. How did Yaakov achieve this mentality? How did he get to that point to just be content with whatever he had? And how precisely was Yaakov's outlook different from Esau's? So in order to answer this question, we have to go back to what happened right before they met. The night before their encounter, Yaakov has to return across the river for Pachim, Ketanim, for small jugs. And the Pasuk tells us, He finds himself alone, struggling with a mysterious man who the Mepharshim tell us was the Malach of Esav. And Yaakov eventually is able to overcome the Malach. But in the morning, when the angel is returning to his service, he left a mark. Even though Yaakov won, he was still struck. He strikes the sciatic nerve of Yaakov and the Pasuk tells us, Because of what happened to this day, Jews are not allowed to eat the Gidanasha, the sinew that was displaced. There's another definition of Nasha, which I think can help explain what the Malach was trying to do to Yaakov Avinu when he struck him in that spot. Rav Nevensal cites a Pasuk in Parshas Miketz. When Yosef was naming his firstborn son Menasha, Perak Mem Aleph, Pasuk Nun Aleph, He's named Menashe ki nishani elokim es kol amali. Hashem has caused me to forget all of my hardship. Now here the word nishani, same as the word nashe, means to forget. And the definitions are related, as one who forgets has something displaced from his working memory. But what exactly are we meant to learn from that connection? Does it become the forgotten sinew, the nerve of forgetfulness? Rav Nevensal explains that this is the exact manner in which the Malach of Esav, also referred to in many places as the Yitzhahara, impaired Yaakov and his descendants with shichicha, forgetfulness. Like most other qualities, shichicha can be both positive and negative. The ability to forget can be a tremendous bracha at times. The fact that the passing of time can dull a loss or help us overcome a tremendous challenge is a bracha. Imagine what it would be like if the way that we felt immediately after a tragedy was how we felt for the rest of our lives. It would be debilitating, impossible to overcome, to ever move on. Imagine if we felt the initial feelings of being humiliated all the time. We may never be able to forgive someone. The Orchot Tzadikim even points out that there's a bracha of shikha in Torah learning. If we never forgot anything we learned, we may reach a point where we complete the, Torah, the study of Torah Forgetfulness allows a person to constantly learn and relearn Torah and always find new insights. But obviously there's a downside to forgetfulness. We are constantly trying to remember certain things that we've learned. We need to remember our history, not just our own personal history of what we've been through, but what Klau Yisrael has been through. 
Jewish history so that we can learn from it. And of course, our job is to remember Hashem all the time, to live a life of walking with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There are times in our lives where it's easy to know that Hashem is in our lives. Times of great simcha, we feel close to God, maybe even times of tragedy. But there are other times, our everyday life, a random Tuesday afternoon where we're so busy at work and we have a million errands to run and it becomes more difficult to constantly remember Hashem. We also have to do whatever we can to remember our Torah learning, the way that it impacts our lives. In fact, failing to constantly review can often indicate a laziness or a laxity towards our learning, maybe even suggesting that we don't take it so seriously. Based on this, Rav Nevensal suggests that this was the quote-unquote dislocation that occurred by the Malach. He brought Shechicha into Yaakov's life. Before then, Yaakov lived a life of constant awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, never forgetting him in all of his endeavors. The constant Ishtam. Then he wrestled with the Malach, and even though he ultimately won, he was struck in the Gidah Nasha, the nerve of forgetfulness. This is something that we all struggle with, of seeing Hashem in our lives every single day. And this is exactly what we could suggest was the Nekudas HaMachlokas, the point of contention between Yaakov and Esav with their Yeshli Ra versus Yeshli Kol mentality. Returning to our question, we asked, how did Yaakov get to the point where he was able to feel this way? It seems like an incredibly high level. How did he come to this outlook on life? So going back to last week's Parsha, Yaakov has his dream of the angels Olim Viyardim going up and down the ladder, and he wakes up and he makes a neder. Vayidor Yaakov neder lemor im Elohimi madiyush marani baderach hazeh asher anochi olech venasan li lechem leachol ubeged lilbosh. He makes a vow saying, if God will be with me and he will guard me on the way that I go and he'll give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, then I'll hold up my end of the bargain. And this seems like a super bizarre request of Hashem, very uncharacteristic of Yaakov, bread to eat clothing to wear, physical necessities. That's what Yaakov wanted from Hashem. And additionally, why did he have to use the descriptive action terms? What else would one do with bread except for eat it or clothes except for wear it? Rav Weinberger, Rav Moshe Weinberger explains that Yaakov was not making a conditional if-then statement about his commitment to Hashem. Rather, it was a tefillah. It was a prayer to Hashem. Yaakov was making a bakasha. He was asking Hashem, to just eat the bread that he's given, to just wear the clothes he has and not worry about what others have. He was asking to be content with what he's given. We see that this is something that he davened for. He worked on it. He worked on achieving this. He was asking to always see Hashem in his life. The way that one becomes a yeshli kol type of person is when they realize that everything they have is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and has been given to them because that's what Hashem wants them to have. That's how he was able to get to the point in his life where he was able to say, Yeshli Kol, I have everything I need. I appreciate what Hashem has given me. And I'm not jealous of what others have. I appreciate my family, my friends, my possessions, my interests, my talents, everything. Esav obviously didn't have that mentality. That wasn't his outlook. He was a Yeshli Rav type of guy. I have a lot, but I could always have more. And yeah, he was trying to be nice in the moment to Yaakov and say, I don't need what you're offering, but I'm still willing to take it. And this is what the Sarshal Esav represented when he hit Yaakov. He lost, yes, but he was able to wound Yaakov in the Gid Hanasha with that forgetful nerve, sometimes causing him to forget that Hashem is always with him. 
battling that yeshli kol mentality that he had. And this is something that we all struggle with. You know, we really don't live a life of either yeshli rav or yeshli kol. No, there are times in our lives where we feel yeshli kol, we have everything. But these times are fleeting. They're so hard to come by. Usually, we're in that yeshli rav mindset. And our job is to try to internalize how much Hashem is actually in our lives, how much He cares about us, and how much He gives us. We may not see it, but we actually do have everything. This has been our challenge ever since Yaakov was struck. This is the shichicha, the forgetfulness that we battle against. May we all be zocha to take the lesson of our father Yaakov and truly feel yeshli kol. Even though we are struck sometimes with that gidam nasha, that forgetful nerve of not always being able to see Yad Hashem in our lives, we still must try to constantly work on having that yeshli kol mentality. And when we're able to do that, even if it is just a fleeting feeling, we will realize that Hashem loves us and He constantly provides for us. And hopefully this recognition will help us be content with what we have and continue to push us to become the best versions of ourselves. Good Shabbos.